right, this is Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports, voice of the Legends of Sports. I'm your coach, Chuck Hatcher, and listen, we got the Wally Wonder Show coming on you right now, and news that you can definitely use. So much is going on in professional sports, particularly with the celebratory for women in sports. And Wally has something I know that the uh, girls who uh, have big girls to look up to now and parents and all, this is important for our women. The backbone of all the structure of women, manhood, and, and family values come from good women. And, of course, yes. with them taking initiative in sports, it's something brand new right now, Max. I think this can be very, very beneficial, not just to our listeners, but listeners all over the world. Let's get started right now. Uh, Wally has got a great, great uh, lead-in about the, the, the impact of women and what they're doing to, to stretch themselves out to be relevant in sports. And this is what it's all about. Well overdue, well overdue. And uh, before we get started, though, let's give a shout-out to our military men and women. Uh, thank you so much for keeping us safe here in the U.S. of A., our veterans and wounded warriors. We are the voice of the legends of sports for all of our military veterans and wounded warriors around the country and the world at large. And the Shoot for the Star program is foremost on this particular genre uh, uh, of, uh, of interviews and, and uh, I would guess, a clinician activities. Wally's doing a great deal virtually now, and we're so happy to be a part of that. We'll talk about that at a later time. But let's get started right now. He's right there in warm Miami. Uh, talk about running, walking around the block, making everybody discomfort. And, uh, but he is on cue. And Wally, you're right there. Let's give us the news that our listeners can use, particularly our women, Wally. This is very important and a great day for celebratory. Yes, it is. Well, you know, it's so important, Chuck, and uh, we get an opportunity to acknowledge what women have done in all types of sports. And uh, even our own director of technician, Maxella, uh, we didn't have her, our, our broadcast wouldn't be going off, so we'd like to celebrate her for being there for for the so many years that we've been broadcasting. One of the things for our listeners to realize is that the women's uh, basketball bracket is going to a tremendous year. Of course, Stanford earns the bracket's top spot. Uh, matter of fact, their coach, uh, Tara, uh, has actually broken Pat Summons' record for victories. Uh, she's been on for quite quite a few years. Again, um, one of my friends in Philadelphia, uh, Dawn Staley, uh, she's in the top four seeds also. And, of course, UConn. Uh, UConn, I wanted to mention UConn because my hometown boy, Coach Ariama, uh, unfortunately has uh, been detected for the virus, Coach. Yeah, yeah I heard about So uh, something we got to pray for people in that. I'll mention the fact that I even got my second shot. So I'm going to recommend it because so many people are very hesitant because of our history of uh, what's happening in the medical field with African Americans, uh, brown people or uh, people of, of color. Unfortunately, in history, what has happened, but I would recommend it uh, for this horrible pandemic. Well, one of the things um, we're talking about, another top spot, it's brand new day for North Carolina State. And the Huskies, while used to the position in the bracket, are facing some uncertainty after, of course, uh, Gino 
mm-hmm. has been uh, detected with the positive virus. Now, North Carolina State is the number one seed for the first time. And um, you know that the games, the top lines are San Antonio theme regions. I used to live in San Antonio, mm-hmm. started concerned athletes in action there with one of Todd Waters' finest, Mr. Bill Franklin, Purdue and uh, former San Antonio Spur. Uh, so when I think of that, of course, Oriamo, uh, he won't be traveling to Texas, uh, probably is going to be delayed, and I think their first game he won't be coaching. Uh, his assistant will be coaching. Uh, so he'll miss the opening game against uh, High Point. Yeah. Uh, one of the first timers. High Point, which you're quite aware of that in North Carolina, Coach, uh, that's the first time that they've been in the NCAAs. And, uh, yeah. yeah, then it'll be a second round matchup against either Syracuse or South Dakota. That's what the uh, Huskies have, the Connecticut team. Now, m- when we think of Stanford, which will open against Utah Valley, uh, they had quite the odyssey this season because of the virus. Uh, it had to play on the road for nine weeks, Coach. Now, just think of that. Nine weeks, you got to go on the road and you can't play in your own gym. That's deep. So because of pandemic, uh, the Santa Clara County Health officials announced they were prohibiting all contact sports in late November. So that's why they had to go on the road. Yeah. So I wanted to mention a fact of the theme since I used to live in San Antonio. Uh, the Cardinals, who are looking for their third national championship, are the top seed in the Alamo region. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hemisphere region, uh, the Mercado, and the Riverwalk. And there are four locations that are in the San Antonio area that they named their regions. Uh, similar to what they're doing with the NCAA all the games are going to be paid at uh, Indianapolis right, right. Uh, for the men, and we'll give an announcement on that uh, for another date for our broadcast. Uh, for the past few years, Coach, earning uh, one of the top 16 seeds will give a team home games in the tournament in the first two rounds. But as we well know, because of the pandemic, that will not be the case this year. Every game will be played in the San Antonio area, because of the pandemic. With the four last four rounds are going to be tipping off at the Alamo Dome. That's where the Spurs. San Antonio Spurs play. Uh, this could be, you know, one of the most widespread tournaments with a dozen teams capable of winning the title. I've been following the girls and really enjoying some of the competition in this uh, in the NCAA women's basketball. There were five different number one teams in the Associated Press and women's poll this year, Coach, mm-hmm. including the Huskies who finished a season-high number one. So the national semifinals will take place on April 2nd. The championship game will be held on April 4th. And now when we talk about history, Tennessee uh, it's continued a streak of making the NCAA tournament for 39 years, Coach. 39 years is a lot. 39 years. Now, we've been seeing a lot of young ladies that have been part of the WNBA that have been on our broadcasts and, and see they come from these schools. But Tennessee is one of the top schools. And when you talk about first time, as we talk about High Point in uh, North Carolina, there are other NCAA rookies that have never been in the tournament. That's Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. 
Utah Valley and Bradley. Now, oh, Coach and I, Valley, yeah. yes, yeah. Coach and I have a history there. Yeah, we do. I remember taking courses at Bradley and uh, Coach Versace had us do clinics. That's right. We, we used to have uh, clinics right on Bradley University. Of course, that's one of my teammates. Uh, Chick Walker went to Bradley, All-American, mm-hmm. and uh, also a teammate of mine that you played with in the Army. I played with the Utah Stars, and that's Al Smith. Al Smith played against Al. That's right. That's right. That's right. So you, we're bringing a lot of history to our people about sports and teammates and where we've been around this country, not only doing our programs, but also where we do broadcast from. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, Notre Dame has run... Of 24 straight NCAA appearances came to an end, Coach. The Irish were one of the first four teams out of the tournament. Mm. And even without Notre Dame, the ACC is well represented with eight teams in the field. The SEC, the Southeastern Conference, and the Big Ten each have seven schools that earn bids. The Pac-12... Uh, had six, and the Big 12 had five. So that sort of rounds out sort of the brackets. Um, And with the tournament play last season because of the virus, Baylor is still the defending champion. It's just like Virginia University. They didn't play last year, so Virginia University is still the defending Defending champion. Yeah, so Coach... Kim Malky team is very different from the one that won the title, but still they're they're quite talented. Winning the Big Twelve regular season and conference tournament, that's the Baylor Bears. Baylor Bears, yeah. Yeah, and the Baylor Bears also have a the Baylor men's team. Oh my God, I've been scouting them. They have an All American guard, Jared Butler, the made first team. Uh, their team is uh, one of the top seeds in the NCAA for men. So we would like to follow up. Uh, next week and really give you the rundown of the men's, but I thought it would be appropriate today to do something on the women. No question about it, Wally. Yeah, because I looked at a special last night, Coach, and Maxell, you're like this. They have a girl that plays soccer for Vanderbilt, and they lost their kicker, and they asked her to come out in one practice. She's the first woman to ever play in an NCAA football game well, as a and yeah. kicked the extra point I think she did yeah so I, I wanted, that's right yeah. yeah that's right so I wanted to alert our, our listeners because there's so many things that are happening with women that are very exciting I saw the special on the first woman to referee in the Super Bowl I've seen uh, women that are now getting jobs at strength coach with the 49ers uh, they have another young lady that's with um, Boston Red Sox and baseball. Training coach. Uh, she, yes, training coach. Now, so I uh, just wanted to alert our listeners the importance of really recognizing what women have done all the way going back to uh, Billy King. That's right. When she, when she beat Bobby Riggs. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach, you well know about this. Title IX. Yeah, Title IX, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got Saved it. a lot of lives. Yes, yeah, wow. see a lot of young girls, like you said in the beginning, little girls have big girls no to look up to. No question. That's right, Magdala, that's right, 1972. So one of the things I wanted to also bring in the executives, um, there's an Asian um, 
that is now with the Miami Marlins. Uh, Derek Jeter is also really uh, diversifying his staff, as well as you know the Miami Dolphins have a head coach uh, and general manager who are African-American, and they're trying to diversify uh, more in pro sports. And the reason why I brought this up, uh, Coach Dr. Richard Lapchick, a very good friend of Coach Hatcher, Uh, they, Coach, give our listeners a little background because I wanted to talk about the report on what's happening in uh, the diversification in sports. Well, how, how far uh, do you go back with Dr. Oh Lepchik? We go back uh, uh, almost 50 years. Well, I'm close to 50 years. Uh, Richard Lapchick, uh, uh, the, the son of Fred Lapchick, of course, and, and uh, was with the UN Council for so many years. He was my first associate professor. Uh, at Virginia Wesleyan University when I was going back to get my degree. And this guy was a, such a monumental leader in uh, integration and racial uh, diversity in sports. And that's how he really got started off. And this guy stood up with me and, you know, with the, with the racist Ku Klux Klan, they caught him and injured him all the way through. He became really notarized as one of the key figures from from uh, uh, sports diversity. And his thing was the, the uh, uh, sports in society was his foundation. Went to Boston University or North, Northeastern University as well and, and created a, a situation that the NFL, the NBA, all major uh, sports tuned to him for uh, integration temps, uh, racial uh, diversity, and, and getting women in, into uh, in, into the sport. So he was really the linchpin, uh, not only with just uh, the different individual uh, uh, professional sports, but he was in the White House. He was a very, very instrumental, not only with uh, Barack Obama, uh, he was also definitely interested in when... Uh, 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 George Bush was there, so he's a well-respected guy. Uh, he's now the uh, director of DeVoe University uh, management program at University of uh, Central Florida, I think it is. That's right. And, That's uh, right. He's uh, voted in the Hall of Fame, Wally. He's one of the top, yes. uh, he's voted in the Naismith Hall of Fame as being one of the world's top sports uh, 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 personalities and, 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 and uh, facilitators. So uh, this guy, is, he, he's a monster. He's well respected all over the world. New Nelson Mandela works very, very close with uh, Africa and South Africa and other uh, things of concern. And he, he's uh, one of the top three guys uh, in diversity of sports outside of FIBA. And uh, he is, he's a heavy guy, and he's a great, great friend, and, and we've been through a lot together. He's a, he almost like he's part of the family. Wally, he is part. Yes, he is. He, he's part of the family. Guy. He really is. Part of the family, man. Well, that, that's why I brought that up, because yeah. it's so important. It's been in the paper about the diversification, not only trying to get more African Americans in football, coaching, uh, basketball, baseball, but the reason why I brought it up, because they were giving out figures of how a lot of women are involved with uh, a lot of executive positions in colleges. Yeah, he, and with, he was the guru, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's given an opportunity to give credit for a lot of the women that are now 
uh, breaking like Becky uh, um, Becky Hammonds, who's the first woman assistant coach. We have Teresa Witherspoon, formerly from the New York Liberty. She's an assistant coach in the NBA. These are women that are now moving in positions where there may be a possible woman coaching men in professional NBA. It's, it's, and inevitable. I just, it's inevitable. Yeah, and, and I think it's about time. I, why not? I mean, you know, uh, the, the idea that they're capable of performing a job that a man can do, of course, we always have the problems with uh, equal pay. Of, uh, in, in soccer, they're still on that in, in reference to uh, women not getting paid as well as the men's soccer team. So uh, those subjects have come up, but I wanted to make sure our listeners realize that next week, well, we'd like to have a broadcast. The games start on Thursday, and Coach, we have the Norfolk State, where I also attended some classes when we worked with Norfolk State doing our basketball camps and how we did broadcasts in the MEAC. They made the the uh, big 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 uh, big tournament, and since they're representing the MEAC, they're playing Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to get an opportunity. Uh, next week or early next week to give a report on because their game is Thursday. They have a playing game. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they even allowed Michigan State and UCLA who they didn't get a bid coach. They got a playing game. Mm-hmm. And they're some of the blue blood college team that unfortunately uh, like Kentucky who's been doing very bad uh, who, who had a bad year should I say. They, they weren't invited. Duke. Um, uh, Duke, of course, uh, with their, their record. And I uh, just wanted to mention that because it's interesting what's going to happen with this 68 uh, team that are invited to the, the big dance. Right, right. And so we want to give a report on that uh, throughout the tournament. So I want our listeners to tune in. No question about it. Wow. To uh, Sports Inside and Out. Tune in. It's right. a wonder segment. The news you can use from those that play the game in the highest level, you got to have intelligence and a great <laughs> IQ to understand some of the things that Wally puts on you now. <laughs> my man. Wally, as uh, always, love you to death, man, and thanks so much. Love you guys for too. Being who you are in my life and others around. So Well, uh, you know, Coach, I wanted to say something. Happy St. Patrick's Day for our, our Irish Brethren, that's one thing that Coach and I talk about that Obama said we belong to the human race. What race? We belong to the human race. The human race. So we want to say happy St. Patrick's Day to all of our Irish and all those people that celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Amen, Wally. Amen. Thanks a lot. All right. Love you to death. And always remember one thing, listeners. When legends speak... Everybody. Everybody listens. <laughs> All right. Take care now. Okay. God bless, babe. Bye, Bye now.